I prepared something to talk about, but I'm not in the mood for that one tonight. Um, so I'll be I'll be brief because this one's not prepared. The, supposed to be in the celebrating of the new year, and two weeks ago we were contemplating on on the ends, right? Our, our own ends. So yesterday I found out that one of my first sons in confession, a 19-year-old, passed away. And so it forces us to kind of, or at least forces me, um, to reflect more on, on life. Most of us tend to live like we're invincible. Right? We make our, our plans as though there's not an end. We make all of our plans as though everything is open-ended. We make our decisions based on very nominal things, sometimes very secular things. But we forget that there is a very definitive end. And we tend to uh, even more think of that when it's a young person um, who passes away. With older people, we tend to be like, oh, they lived a good life. Um, and it was time for them to move on. But I don't know how true that is, because whoever it is that passes away is somebody's brother or sister or son or daughter or mother or father. It's always got a close relationship, but I don't know that it becomes easier at any point to lose somebody. And so really what I'm wondering is, is the question that I'm hoping everybody asks him or herself is, what do you live for? What is it that you think about in your mind that you have as your, your reason for living? And ask yourself if what you're putting your hope in or what you're living in is temporal, finite, or infinite. Because if the answer is not in the infinite, then whatever you're living for is actually meaningless. It is meaningless. So if we are living for attention or praise, we will lose it. If we're living for glory, every great empire has fallen. If we're living for money, you can lose it in a moment. If you're living for a particular person, a specific person, that person can go, that person can dislike you, that person can change their personality. All of those things are temporal. So. We were called to immortality, right? The, the, the design of life was for, for us to be infinite. It wasn't supposed to be finite. We were, we were given a flesh, and we were given by grace, the grace of immortality. This is what St. Athanasius tells us about and on the Incarnation, that he gifted us with incorruption and immortality. And we were meant to live forever, but our choices are what affect the running of the machine. Right, is how do, I, how do I run this thing that I'm given? And so we were given a body, and we were given a purpose, and our purpose was to be in communion with Him, and our purpose was to live in relationship with Him, and that meant love, right? It meant that we choose one another, we don't choose ourselves, we don't live for ourselves, which is what tomorrow's Gospel will be all about. Tomorrow's Gospel is about the commandment of love, and we'll talk about love tomorrow. But when we don't choose love, we choose death, right? And the sting of death, because we lose out on, on, on the beauty of what it is to live for other people. 
But if I live for anything temporal, then it loses its meaning. In, we say at the end of the creed, we look for the resurrection of the dead. I don't know how many of us actually look for the resurrection of the dead, really, and how many of us just mumble along that part. But we are all living in the hope of the resurrection. And if, if I don't live in the hope of resurrection, then what am I working towards? And that's the golden question. Because if you're working towards nothing, then you resurrect to nothing. Right? You, you, you reap what you sow. If your mind is on the temporal, then the temporal is what you will receive. Because that's what you're working for. If your mind is on how you can attain something, whether it's status or image or, or anything social or secular, God will give you the free choice and the ability to take that. But you won't find reward in it. When we look at a, a parent who loses their kid, like who, who, who can imagine such a, a painful thing, right? Is everything comes to an end. Death is inevitable. Right? It will come to us at some point, young or old. It has it spares nobody, right? But if we live in the gospel, then death no longer becomes a fearful moment. Death no longer becomes a thing to be avoided or a thing to be dreaded. Death becomes something that we mock, right? And this is why the church rejoices in her martyrs that we're celebrating in this time of year. Because they were bold and fearless of death. Right? I know we repeated this a hundred times, but 11 of the 12 apostles were killed. 70 of the 70 were killed. That's a very poor living rate. We have one out of 82 that made it. Okay, The rest were all killed. And they died fearlessly. And because they died fearlessly and because they died for the real reason... They had power over everything that they touched. This was the reason why they weren't afraid of serpents or scorpions. Right? This is the reason why Paul could get out of a shipwreck and fling a viper off of his hand like it was nothing. Because he was living according to his calling, because he was living according to his purpose. He was granted power over the secular things that we are pursuing because he had it right. But if we have it wrong, we're bound by the things that we have, we have wrong. Because death is our enemy. It is our enemy. right? This is why Scripture says, and the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. right? Is that it, was, it was the enemy of mankind. It was what had dominion over mankind. The beauty of the Incarnation right, is that our God came down and said, let me teach you the purpose again. Let me bring you to remembrance of the point again. Let me teach you again what it is to be this elevated animal, right? This gift that I gave you made you no longer an animal. I gave you the ability to have my own image and likeness. Let me teach you what that means. You, you, you didn't know what it was? I will show you. So you need to rise above your carnal nature. You need to rise above all these things that we are tending to live towards, right? We are straying towards being animals again, right? We want to indulge in our lusts, our desires, whatever they are, right? And we don't want to rise above that. He's like, but I will show you how to do that. And if you do that, I will give you power over all of these things. And in fact, this last enemy of yours, I will defeat, right? I will defeat death, which he did, right? That he made death no longer a thing to be feared. And that was the hope. That was the life 
of all of the people in the early church. That is the life that we see in the martyrs of Libya, the martyrs of Palm Sunday, the martyrs of St. Samuel's, the martyrs um, of Abu Tursaya, all of these martyrs that we've been seeing who are fearless. That God gives a grace for those who seek the greater portion, for those who seek to rise above the carnal, is the gift of life. But if we choose to live according to the flesh, the reality of the flesh is that flesh dies. From dust it came, and to dust it shall return. So I encourage you all, I'm sorry I'm not usually this uh, downcast with, with sermons, but we, we, we will spurn death if we live according to the resurrection. It isn't all doom and gloom if we live according to our purpose. And ask yourself, what is the purpose to which you live? Are you someone who lives for yourself? Are you somebody who lives for God and for others? Because in 1 Corinthians, St. Paul says there is faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Because faith and hope die when you die. You don't need faith or hope anymore when you've entered the kingdom. There's nothing no longer to have an expectancy of faith about because you're already there. You only need faith for something you haven't seen. You only have hope for something you haven't grasped. So when you receive them, they no longer exist. The only thing that will continue to abide is love. May God grant us all to live according to his divine commandment, which is to love him above all and our neighbor as ourselves. And glory be to God forever and ever to the age of ages. Amen.